0: Welcome to The Daily Drive. This show is dedicated to keeping you educated, informed, and most importantly, driven to succeed. We want your feedback, so call us at 1-800-437-5121. Everyone on The Daily Drive show team hopes you enjoy this show. Here's your host, Ken Knorr. Welcome to The Daily Drive, I'm so incredibly glad that you are here today. I hope that you're working on your daily eight, that you're working on eight things that you wanna get done today because you need to drive yourself forward and drive your agenda and build your business. So keep focusing on that and get those eight things. And I'm glad that we're on your list and that you're listening to us today because we want to be able to provide you with great information on how to build and grow your business. And there's no better way to learn how to build and grow your business than to listen to the experience of others. And yesterday we started an interview with John Murdoch. John is the CEO of Cintage and we did not have enough time to finish that interview in yesterday's show. So we're going to finish and pick that interview up right where we left off.
1: When you're promoted from within I, to to the to the CEO position, I think. You know, I think the question that people first ask is, you know, are are you just going to be, you know, in my case, I was a CRO, right? So is now is it the CRO running the company, or or, or, or are we going to have a CEO running the company? And and they are those are two different things. So I think, um, you know, one of the challenges of being promoted from within is is that is kind of just, you know, helping people see the other the other chapters or layers of you that that you can bring and offer and. Um, and so I've been conscientious of that and, you know, trying to, you know, um, you know, help people see the other layers of me and not just see me as the CRO, right. See me as a CEO. And um, I think just by focusing on it, I think I've, I've
0: had an impact on that. It's a, that, that is a, a great articulation of, of facing that challenge is to say, can you see the rest of me? And, and, and and I imagine it is tempting, to because it's, it's your background to to run it from a perspective of the CRO is running the company, but uh, you have to go no 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 I've got to be I now must be more than that, and others have to see that I am I am not uh, only uh, capable of it, but uh, I'm you know, I'm intentionally uh, making sure that there's more to it than than that. Right on,
1: yeah, a- a- ab- absolutely, and then. You know, there are areas that I need to get up to speed on and, you know, round out my, you know, my knowledge as well. So, so it's a combination of, you know, helping people see your other, you know, your other layers, but also, you know, rounding out your rough edges, right? And, and filling in the knowledge. And, and you talked about hiring. That, that's a key, that's a key one, making sure you have the right people in the right places to help you, which I have.
0: So tell me about that a little bit. Uh, your involvement in hiring uh, in, across the organization—what's that? What's that look like? I've
1: been, um, I guess, very lucky in that I, when I uh, was able, you know, when I stepped up to the CEO position, I had a very good and competent um, head of marketing that um, was able to kind of, you know, step up as the VP of marketing, and had a very competent head of sales that was able to kind of head up, you know, and, and run sales. So I you know the my backfill if you will as the CRO was was a little bit easier that you know and that I had a I had been grooming i guess a team for the last 3 years not necessarily for that but to to be very capable um and then um and then you know looking at the you know the, the other positions that that we needed I I had there was a great leadership team in place um a couple of positions that that we that we decided to add and bring in some talent. So, you know, in our case, we brought in a, a new, you know, vice president of software engineering to kind of head up our, our, uh, you know, our product development and engineering efforts. And, you know, that was a great addition. So, um, so I, I guess I've been very lucky in that, you know, I had a really good team to begin with. Um, and it's really just about, you know,
0: executing now for the next chapter. I got you. Are you guys located – in one central office? Are so you spread up amongst multiple offices? We're in one
1: office, mostly one office. And the majority of our employees are in the same office, and uh, which is helpful, right, at um, a company our size. Um, and um, you know we have, we have a few kind of scattered throughout. We have an office in, in Toronto, and then some folks out in, in their home offices. Mostly, though, our consulting and implementation teams
0: how many employees is SenseChat?
1: Yeah, we have about 100 employees. Um, you know, we've been we've been growing. Um, you know, our, our revenue very fast. Um, you know, we've been doubling our software uh, revenue for the last couple of years. So, you know, the company's been on a nice a nice growth um, path, um, keeping our customers happy, um, and you know, committed to that to so just continue to you know kind of focus on on what what they need how would you describe your culture you know i think we're um well i mentioned customer driven we're we're definitely customer driven um you know we have a lot of customers and um and so we're constantly interacting with them getting feedback on the product um uh, getting feedback on their experience um and you know what what they need from us so you know we like to really kind of drive our decisions from um customer input um and uh, we're we're lucky in that we have we have a large customer you know install base so you know it, it's easy for us to kind of reach out and get input on whether it's a feature or a program or a, or a service offering or um something like that so customer driven for sure um you know I think we're um we're efficient and 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 uh and scrappy, so I think we're we're very focused on um you know our own, you know, finances, and being thoughtful about where we spend, and you know, and making sure that we put investments in in only the most impactful places.
0: What's a what's a day look like for you?
1: Well, I'll start by saying there's no typical day. It, they all look a little, a little different, um, and maybe that's something that I need to work on. But um, you know, it's um, it uh, it definitely is is you know a daily. You know, I'm in the office every day, right? Um, and you know, I try to start you know early, so I try to get in here you know before eight o'clock, and you know get get any of you know any follow ups done, any anything that the team was asking me to do that you know the day before, and then as you know, kind of staff comes in, I'll have a variety of different you know you know one on ones or staff meetings or you know, I try to put my time into places that help the business, right? Places where they need me, so and, and areas where they need input rather than, you know, just having a bunch of oversight meetings and, and, you know, but, um, so I, so I like to manage from being, you know, available and, and empowering the team to, you know, to drive their parts of the business, but come to me if they need help or, um,
0: or input. You and I have a very similar style. I actually very rarely, um, am in my office, I tend to go mobile, take my laptop and go sit in, common areas where I'm like highly accessible uh, I just find that that makes a difference I mean there are times obviously that I, I have to drive my schedule but I do like to be accessible uh, I, I just find there's something about that that just changes things you sound like a morning guy you get in before everybody else uh, do you have a, a morning routine what does it look like before you arrive at work Do you do a kind of a ritual
1: yeah it's um it if 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 I could design the perfect day and it's not every day that I do this, but you know i go to i try to go to the gym so you know if I get to the gym by five five fifteen you know get a workout in um you know i try- you know i I think I'm trying to do that three times a week um and then I get home i get the kids i uh, drop the kids off at school and and then I'm in the office before eight, so you know it's a pretty um pretty productive morning. Um, you know, if I, if I can do it, there's not, I'm not gonna lie though. There's some days I can't get to the gym at five and, you know, right. uh, but, uh, but I try, you know, I do take my kids uh, to school uh, every day. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah. That's so I awesome. Like, I like that time with them, uh, you know, in, in, in the morning. I agree with you, man. I minor, minor grown. I have a, my daughter's 24 and my son is 28, but some of my fondest memories were, that was my role as well man i get them to school every morning uh some great conversations on those drives um you know just a a great time to and to launch their day you know to be there and kind of start their day off right is my job and i i really love that you know just really love that
1: yeah, it's great i mean i think for dads too it's it's that's that time of day that that you can connect with them right um you know you're not you know I'm not able to get them after school or you know mid afternoon and um and then you know there's after school activities et cetera, so you know for me that's that's a good connection point for me with with them um so try to try to make time for it as uh, you know every day
0: getting that day started off right, you know and going through this routine, I don't have to think in the morning, I'm able to free my mind because a lot of my ritual my decisions are kind of made for me. Um, it does, a, it goes, goes in that flexible mode, the moment that, uh, uh, you know, I'm with the kids in those days, uh, I, it's the, it's their space, right? That's their time. And what I'm going to do their thing, but we're going to have it. Um, and I'm, I'm a big planner. So you get, you're involved in planning. I, I run a system called the daily eight, which is, I believe there's eight hours in a day. So I should be able to get eight things done. Eight things I want to get done. <laughs> There's gonna be plenty of things other people want me to get done, but eight things I want to get done. And so I try to try to do that. Six of them are professional. Two of them are personal. Uh, on, on Saturdays I flip it around: six personal, two professional, because I never really stop working. But and then Sunday, no list at all. But that idea that I come back to that list every every day keeps me focused on me driving my my thing forward. But my morning in that, that time that I have there. Um, and you know, workouts are great. And, and you talk about riding or cycling, man, that's, that's great mental time, right? I, I have the ability to think, um, while doing something else. And I'm usually trying to figure out what those things are going to be today. What, what, what things are super important for me to, to get done.
1: Absolutely. yeah. I mean, that, that is, and I should say I'm not a morning person. So, you know, it is it is difficult to you know to get into that to that rhythm, but I think you can you know I think you can get there. It's definitely taken me time to you know to try to shift my you know my clock to be more morning cent you know centered. But man, if you can start off you know with a productive day and and get things going fast and feel feel good and process all you know what you want to accomplish in the day, you just have, you just feel better at the end of the day, right? That you you've achieved something.
0: Well, and that's the thing I love about these little micro lists, if you will, the daily eight for me is that there's, there's, I guess, a, a psychological component to it. every time you, you check something off of a list, you get a little dopamine hit or whatever. It feels good when I'm able to look. I don't get them all done every day. It just doesn't happen. Um, but when I can look back and go, man, I got, I got these things I wanted done, done today. I'm driving my agenda forward. I'm driving my organization forward. It just there's a sense of accomplishment that comes with that. So let me ask you a great uh, uh, lead into another question. So since your time as CEO at Centage, what so far has been your most satisfying moment?
1: Well, I mean, I I think the you know I think the the financing round was was very satisfying. Um, you know, as, as, as yeah, a big accomplishment for the company. I think it's going to help us do some. Do some things for our customers and for our employees. So, I mean, that feels good, right? To be able to, um, be able to, um, you know, impact the company and, and customers and people's, people's lives, right? So, um, you know, so I think that that's a big accomplishment. It's, it's really just a milestone. The work is still yet to be done in terms of building the company out and con- continuing to kind of make it great. So, um, so, you know, I don't dwell too far on on past accomplishments, right? It's always on to, okay, what's what's next? Where do we go from
0: here? Excluding yours, what company do you admire the most?
1: Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I read a lot of books and, I, you know, I, I try to follow the, you know, the software space as, you know, uh, being that that's our, you know, that's where I've spent the majority of my career. So, you know, so I do look at, you know, a lot of uh, kind of, software companies and you know in particular and um, you know one that's really just kind of really impressed me a lot is a, is a company in Boston called Drift um, who um, you know I just I just love what they're doing the company that they're building the culture that they're building uh, the brand that they're building they just, they're just doing great work and you know always have something valuable to say and break through the noise and you know I, I, I kind of admire that as you know as a company um you know that they're able to kind of break through and you know get your attention and bring value at the same time. Yeah, so they they um, they're in the conversational marketing space as they've termed it, um, and they, they have uh, we're a customer, so it's a um, you know it's it's a website um, you know bot technology. So if a customer comes to your website and needs a quick answer, you know they can interact with um, you know with a message service, ask a question, get an answer. Um, if they want to talk to somebody live, it you know quickly flips it over to to talk to uh, a live person.
0: Figures it out, right?
1: And it figures it out, yeah. And um, and they're great. You know, they're building a great business. And there's other companies in that space, and it's um, you know it's just a company that's kind of caught my attention. And you know, like I said, just just kind of love what they're what what they're doing and the content that they put out.
0: I'm going to take you back in time for a minute, man, because you're in the sales side, so I got to ask the question. It might have been when you were ten years old. I don't know. What was your very first sale?
1: Paper route. I, it's not even a thing anymore that you'd, you know, you'd right. You have kids driving, you know, riding around on their bikes delivering newspapers to people's houses. Um, but my first sale would have, you know, would have been going to the house next door that wasn't on a subscription yet and asking them if they wanted to sign up. Um, and uh, yeah, I that was my first sales job. I was building out my paper route.
0: Pulling out your paper root, I
1: I tell my kids that, and they don't know what a paper root is, and they, they they barely know what a paper is. So, uh, new paper.
0: Right. So. <laughs> it's so true, man. I think I it was a long time ago. There was a a book that said that that was saying how the newspaper industry was going to survive because, and the title of the book was "You Can't Wrap a Fish in the Internet." Um, you know, kind of pointing out other values to the paper itself. But man, that is a uh, that is a business that has changed. Uh, you know, technology is constantly shifting. But you're trying to. I mean, if you have your way, you're gonna kill. Uh, you're gonna kill spreadsheets, eh?
1: That's right. Yeah, we're gonna put them out of
0: business. <laughs> you gotta make spreadsheets uh, go away. I like yeah. that, man. Yeah, I, I like that. If you could travel back in time, for real, I mean, you you got you got engineers and stuff, and your your new uh, your new software engineer guy, man. He, he he could make you a uh, a time machine, and uh, but it only works in one way. And that is as you walk out your office, you step into this time machine, and it takes you back to the very first day that you were named CEO. And you could only have fifteen minutes with yourself. What would you tell yourself? Relax.
1: <laughs> and um, you know, I I, I think um, you know just just relax you got this right um, you know i think it, it it's uh you know it's a lot to take in you put a, you know i put personally put a lot of pressure on myself um,
0: and um, and yeah i think just kind of kind of relax relax that'd be the yeah. advice relax yeah. kind of the the penultimate question the next to the last if you were conducting this interview what question would you ask you what piece of sage advice have i not found that i should find Oh no, you you you're great man. I don't know how I would I don't know how I would outdo your your
1: interview. <laughs> great job. Kind well, of thank you to, very much. Get to the core of, uh, of who I am. Um yeah, uh, I mean, you know, what yeah, what don't don't you know I mean what, you know, maybe what drives me, right? You know what, you know, uh and um you know, what's in the engine so to speak, right? So, um and being Coming up from sales, it's not what you think, right? A lot, of, a lot of folks think you know, you come up through sales; it's all you're all money driven and um, you know coin operated, and that, that's you know not the case with you know a lot of you know, great sales leaders out there, right? They're in it for different reasons, um, and it's, it's it's really just kind of that achievement and you know and and making progress, and you know in and at some point in your career, you get to you know a point where you're 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 able to give back and you're able to you know um, help other people's careers and um you know so for me that's kind of where i am now is it's 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 really about you know how how can i how can i help right how how can i give back there's been so many people along the way that have helped me um feel like you know
0: i i've I've got to start giving giving back as well dude that's deep i mean for real you you close this out perfectly which is you know, your mission now, it's interesting. And I'm just going to summarize as I kind of what I heard along the whole way here. Um, customer focus. It's about, it's about our customers. I think great companies come from that when they focus on their customers instead of trying to focus on themselves. And then you're, you, I, I'm, I'm going to steal the phrase, man. I'm not coin operated and I, I, I have that sales background too. i what motivates me is not not the money. What motivates me now and what has motivated me for a long time is the success of others. That, that's obvious when you talk about customer-centric as well. It's the success of others. But then you become focused on employees as well. The, the success of my team and the success of those around me, that's so much more fulfilling, man. It's, 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 a, it's just a whole higher level than simply uh, collecting dollar bills to, you know, put in a bank account or into a box somewhere uh, and I don't think people get that. I don't think people appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. Well, it gets
1: back to just I've had some great mentors along the way, you know, that have you know kind of taught me these things and taught me that perspective, and you know, and I do believe you build great teams and great companies if if you you know if you help you know build great great people and you know and, and help you know help your team um, you know build the skills that they need and and, and provide that mentorship back. So i'm just lucky to be in a position where i can you
0: know I, I can do that and you know i hope i'm doing it enough absolutely man hey if one of our listeners wanted to get a hold of you john or or get a hold of Centage, where would they go Who? what would they do what's the best way
1: go to go to C E N T A G E c-e-n-t-a-g-e.com um and you'll have um lots of different options available to you there's a phone number there's a you know there's a, there'll be a bot that uh, pops up so you can go there uh, or you can send me an email at jmurdoch
0: at One of those one of those uh, one of those cool drift bots. Yeah, that'll drop you know that'll pop up and get
1: them in touch with somebody quickly. So
0: that's pretty cool. John, thanks so much, man, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on our show. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I want to tell you how incredibly glad I am that I was able to meet with John. I learned a lot. He's a really cool guy. He's obviously a family guy, customer-focused and employee-focused. He focuses on things other than himself. I'm going to borrow a phrase from him, and that is, I am not coin-operated because I feel exactly the same way. I am not driven by dollars, I'm driven by helping others, by helping my customers, by helping my employees, by helping those that I mentor around me. Those are the things that bring me satisfaction, and joy in life. And I am so glad to be able to do what I do and have the opportunity to meet with people and interview incredible CEOs from all over United States, in fact, all over the world and bring that to you. And I hope that you find it valuable. And I hope that you tune in to the Daily Drive tomorrow. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our sponsor, That Company. Why is That Company the white-label digital marketing provider for some of the biggest agencies in the industry? Because we get results, we retain clients, and we deliver profitability. Visit www.thatcompany.com to find out how we can make your agency more profitable. If you want to give us feedback, call us now at 1-800-437-5121 or drop by dailydriveshow.com. Make sure you add us to your Alexa daily briefing skill. Don't forget that you can listen to us live every day on WQBQ at 7.30 a.m. The show wouldn't be possible without the Daily Drive Show team, executive producer Jake Perrick, web guru Taj Royer, and the audio man with the plan. shoddy don't forget to tune in tomorrow